This episode of the Close to the Heart podcast has been rated M for mature audiences only. Some material and dialogue may not be suitable for members of the family under 18 years of age. You want to get raw? Let's get raw. This is the Close to the Heart, Close to the Heart, Close to the Heart podcast. We are going to talk about things that affect everyday life. Some of it you're going to agree with, some of it you're not. You're damn right I'm fired up because this is a topic worth being fired up about. There is silver lining in just about anything. You just have to look for it because it's not always going to be at the forefront. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast. Podcast. This is the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. Powered by our friends over at Anchor.fm, you are listening to the Klaus to the Heart podcast. I'm Jason Klaus. Thank you so much for, for tuning in this week. I certainly appreciate it. Um, we're going to tackle a couple of different things here this week. Uh, we, we've been doing that more frequently and, uh, it seems to, to generate more positive feedback in terms of the format of the show. So as long as people are digging that, we will, uh, certainly try to come up with enough content each week. You know, it, it could be a variety of things, you know, that, that we, that we talk about, but, a lot of what the main part of each episode, the inspiration for those comes from a variety of different sources. It could be a meme that somebody sends me. It could be um, an email that I get, you know, based on something going on in somebody's life. And if I think it's something that... um more than a handful of people deal with, well, then I'll turn that into a topic. Kind of just, you know, d- discuss the whole thing and here's here's the way I look at it. Here's my two cents. You can take it or you can leave it. Um, either either way, you know, I've I've said from the very beginning of anything that I've done is you're not always going to agree with the way I I view things and the way I go about things, and I that's perfectly fine. I don't I I don't expect to be somebody that is universally accepted for anything. You know, I have my views, my opinions. You know, but they're based on my experiences, just like anybody else's views and opinions are based on theirs. I've said it, you know, mul- you know, multiple times. But um, generally speaking, if I if I get an idea for a show topic, I, you know, I and mean, it's something that you know there's some meat on the bone there, then I'm you know I'm going to do the best I can to take the suggestion and try to make it the best show possible. Several of our episodes have been like that. Um, In other cases, such as the case for this week, is something will stand out to me 
in a a just a conversation, just a normal conversation. And it's one it's one of those phrases or sentences or something like that that I mean it just it pops out at me and and it screams to me that um this is somebody who is struggling a little bit with you know it could be a variety of reasons but self-esteem was was the key point in this particular conversation and I've done an episode before you know you can go back in the archives I've addressed the the self-esteem thing from a couple different avenues from a couple different angles you know, the good and the bad, because generally speaking, you know, in any type of, of situation, it's a give and take thing. It's, you know, a, an action and a reaction, you know, there's, a, that's just the way that it is. Um, but this, this particular episode this week um, it's going to kind of touch on the self-esteem thing, but it, more importantly, my focus and the reason why I'm tackling this is because it screams the, I mean, if there was ever a billboard that, that summed up how our, our society in this day and age is so fundamentally screwed up it would be this one sentence that popped out at me in the midst of a conversation a friend of mine indicated that they were going that they had just signed up for um, a gym membership and I mean, I think that anybody that has has that kind of commitment and has that kind of drive and that has that kind of ambition and motivation to really put in the hard work to to get you to a point that's going to make you happier than where you are now. You know, if 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 you go to the gym you know, to work out and, you know, to try to improve your overall lifestyle and, um, you know, just get in better shape, get healthier. I, I think that that's absolutely fantastic. Um, I full disclosure, I, I don't have a gym membership. I mean, I have a few loose weights laying around here and, a treadmill that's been sitting in my garage for the last two years that I need to make room down here for, but um, I can understand and I can appreciate why why people have this you know this this renewed sense of of commitment that they are going to go through the motions of signing up for a gym membership and then actually following through with it. Um, you know, a, a lot of people, it, it, it just happens. I mean, it could be, it could be the simplest thing in the world and it just triggers something. I mean, that fast. And you look at yourself in the mirror or 
you start thinking about something that's that's on your mind and you just really this is what I'm going to do. I mean, you are going to grab life by the throat and you are going to make it yours. You are going to set out and do something that in your heart of hearts you know you want to accomplish. It's just a matter of having the proper motivation and the proper inspiration to follow through with it. Now, generally, this happens around the the first of the new year. Everybody makes resolutions, and a lot of those you know resolutions are revolved around physical fitness and a healthier lifestyle, and you're going to go sign up for a gym membership, and and by God, this is going to be your year that you are going to kick ass and you are going to get to where you want to be in a physical state. That's fantastic. We all have great intentions. But what happens? You know, more often than not, you get three months down the road, you get six months down the road, it might even be as as a short of a distance than one week. And that resolution that you had set has been put to the wayside for whatever reason. It's been put on the back burner. It's no longer a priority. Um, so that tell you know anytime that happens, that's because I believe. I mean, you you can take all the outside influences and distractions that are associated with our everyday real lives i mean but that that happens that's going to happen regardless you know especially in you know who and what you are to your friends and to your family um so i mean it's it starts out great it's you know this is going to be it but then you know it's one thing or another and the next thing you know you know, you are no longer involved in that activity on a, a somewhat regular basis. So that means that there, there, I mean, while you had the best of intentions, there was a lack of mental focus and, and things of this nature that is going to push you to, to continue what you have to do in order to meet these goals that you have set for yourself in relation to your New Year's resolutions. And it doesn't always have to happen at the start of, of a new year. It could be on, on September the 29th that you decide, for whatever reason, I'm going to sign up for a gym membership. And this is just one example. This could be applied to just about anything. It's awesome that that people are willing to go through the motions, but if they're not going to follow through with them, they're they're wasting ultimately time and in some cases money and you know things like this. Now, 
the person that I was having this conversation with said something in in the midst of um, this conversation, and it it was something to the effect of society tells me that I am not. What's the word? Acceptable, for the lack of better terms. I don't remember. You know, it was. I'm not going to have the entire conversation, but that that to me was like holy shit. Has has society gotten to a point? And maybe it's. Maybe it's been happening for far longer than I realized and it just didn't affect me or apply to me to the degree that I could tell that it affected this person. And I got, I mean, my first, my first reaction was, my God, that is so sad that this person feels like because society has these these guidelines or these standards of what whatever a person is supposed to do or look like or what have you to be accepted. I mean, what is that? Why is that? Why is it that it's gotten to this point? And I mean, I guess I, I mean, especially nowadays with, with social media and and Twitter, especially, it is just a, uh, it is a cesspool of negativity and, and it's directed at, at, this person against that person and you know it's like man and i i just don't get it i guess if i was more involved and and i put in my two cents every time i saw a post or a tweet or something that i didn't agree with but i mean what what is that going to prove nothing is this going to escalate the problem? But that's just one small example of this because you look at our, you know, in this country right now, the divisions among all of us is off the damn charts. And we could sit here all day long and point fingers as to who's to blame and whose fault is this and why are things like this and if this didn't have happened we wouldn't be where we are and if he didn't say this this wouldn't have happened you know it's like holy it's it's here society right now is at and the morale is at an all-time low to the point to where in order for a democrat graphic of people to feel better about themselves or the situation that they are in they they get some sort of 
warm feeling in inside their warped little heads because they have somehow dictated how somebody else feels about themselves and generally in a negative manner. You could have a heart of gold and not be deemed acceptable to be on the cover of a magazine. Why? Are we so... Are we as a society so fixated on what a person looks like over who they are fundamentally as an individual? Maybe I'm out of the loop. Maybe I'm the one who's crazy because that has never applied to me. That has never applied to me. In fact, I would go so far that in my personal case, in my situation, in my dealings, in the, in the way that I've gone through my life, the women that I have known or been acquainted with or have had conversations with or whatever the case may be, who may look like they are acceptable enough to be on the cover of magazines, wind up being 10 times the asshole that my worst guy friends are. I, when I see and I hear people like that, I generally shy away from them because I don't give a shit what they look like. On the inside... They're ugly. They have black hearts. They have no souls. They have no feelings. All they care about is themselves. And, and it's people like this that are put on this pedestal. And when these people are put on these pedestals, they look down on people who don't look like them for whatever reason. Whether it be a race thing, whether it be a body shape thing, about I mean, it could be anything. We are born the way we are. We are who we are. So why is it acceptable and why is it okay for these higher than mighty people who really, at the end of the day, have no shit and clue about what the foundations of a happy life really is because everything that they deem as happy is manufactured in some way, shape, or form. Straight up, bottom line, it's manufactured. It is not real, it is not pure, it is not genuine. And it really angers me every time I see, read, or hear some sort of, you know, shaming or bullying. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what it is. It's bottom line bullying. Because people and the and their stupid little cliques and their snotty li little clubs and their uppity little groups 
who, for some reason or another, think that they have this unholy power to dictate what is and what is not cool or acceptable. Well, fuck that. I think not. And if you are a person who subscribes to the philosophy that I just laid out, you are part of the problem. And at the end of the day, reality is going to come crashing down on you. And it's going to knock all the manufactured shit right out of your world. I would take... I, I have a tendency to be friends with and spend time with and be friends with people who are pure at heart, beautiful on the inside. I mean, because let's, let's face facts here. Let's be straight up. Let's be honest. Anytime that, I mean, aside from my, my work schedule, I mean, I spend any spare time that I have that I don't have something happening with my family, with a group of professional wrestlers. Do you think some of them people are going to wind up on GQ magazine? If GQ magazine is still a thing, I don't even know. I can tell you that they won't. But it doesn't matter to me. Because I, you know, on the inside, there are awesome people. That's who I tend to spend my time with, is awesome people. It starts with my family, and it goes right on down the line. Because I don't have time to worry about what a fictitious um, standard is and where I fit in that equation. I don't care. This is who I am. You are who you are. And if people can't accept you for who you are fundamentally, they don't really deserve to be around you anyway. If they can't appreciate you, respect you, like you, love you, whatever the case is for you and for what you have on the inside, not just what you look like on the outside, I mean, it's got to start there. There are amazing people who do amazing things, men and women. You know, they they do the modeling thing. They do, you know, the photo shoots and things of this nature. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. The difference is, is that the people that I know that do that, that I... I follow or I'm friends with or what have you. It's because they're good people on the inside first. And however they look is how they look secondary. You know, if they're deemed beautiful or handsome or whatever the, the cool word is nowadays. That's how far out of the loop I am. And maybe that's why, maybe at this point, at my, at my age, as I look at shit like this, maybe I'm just so far out of the loop. I'm that old man. I am the get off my lawn old man. 
But you want to know something? I'm perfectly okay with that. Because there's a lot of people who will agree with me that are in my age bracket. There are there will be people that agree with me who is in a younger age bracket because they have been taught basic fundamentals of life, the right and the wrong. They have experiences and teachings that came to them and was handed down to them from something other than, than Google and YouTube and, and Facebook. And the video games and the smartphones and all the gimmicks and gadgets and gizmos that has contributed to where we are right here and now, morale in this country would be a hell of a lot better if we all made a concentrated effort to quit worrying about ourselves so much and start worrying about every you know other people, our neighbors. And I realize that there are bad people in our country, around the world, down the street, next township over, whatever. There's bad people, I understand that. But we don't have to be a contributor to that, that particular genre. Everybody screams want, and they want change and they want acceptance and they want everybody to, to get along. I mean, it's got to start somewhere. We can talk about it until the cows come home. But unless, you know, unless something is, is, is going to come of it, it, that's all it is, is talk. And meanwhile, you've got people who are being shamed, who are being humiliated, who are being made felt inferior. They are being made to feel like they, they don't make a difference. And it, that, that it could not be further from the fucking truth. We are all individuals. And each of us brings something different to the proverbial table. You want to spend your life being a bully. You want to spend your life making people feel bad. You want to spend your life trying to belittle people or think that you sit higher above them because you are of some bullshit social standing. Fine. You do you. You do you. You you be the miserable asshole that you want to be. That's perfectly fine. Take that take that group of people out of the equation. Because good people are being hurt for no reason. Emotionally, psychologically, 
And I'm not talking about, you know, the things that have been going on with the demonstrations and COVID and, and all that. No, I'm talking about the way we interact with one another. That's where it starts. It starts with the way we treat each other. We treat each other decently and with some sort of, of respect just for the fact that we are all trying to make our way through this thing called life. And we all want as happy of an existence as we, as we can possibly muster. But it's not going to happen as long as we keep bitching at one another about politics, about, about religion, about whether or not you believe we should wear a mask or not, about what scientists say or what, it, none of that crap matters. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, yes, it's going to affect us. But how we deal with it, how we approach it, and how we support each other in times like these, when things are at an all-time low morale-wise, everybody's pissed off at the world, they're afraid to go out to the store because they don't know what kind of crap they're going to encounter. That is a far cry from generations ago where everybody knew everybody else in the neighborhood, their neighborhood that, that they lived in, and three streets down and four streets across the, the other way. Everybody looked out for one another. Everybody took care of each other. And it wasn't always about me, me, me. And it wasn't always about... I am more beautiful than you, so I am a better person than you. You know what? Fuck you. Because it's a mentality like that that has gotten us as a whole. And I look, we are all, every single person has had a hand in it in one way or another. Whether we want to admit it or not, we have had a hand in it one way or the other. Something we've said, something we've done, something we've posted has contributed to this plunge of a decent morality and camaraderie. Several weeks back, we had the anniversary of the 9-11 terrorist attacks. And the one thing that I kept seeing you know, posted was, why did it take something like 9-11 to unite our country? And I felt like that for the longest time. But then I think, as I was thinking about this, then I started seeing d different things pop up that supported this thought was there, there was a large portion of our nation that was united. Yes, pissed off. Pissed off. Does not even begin to explain it. But our focus went from focusing on all the flaws and the bad of, of everybody among us, who we deemed among us. We turned our vengeance and we turned our hatred and we turned all this shitstorm on the Muslim people that were legal residents of our country. They started to be on the receiving end 
of, you know, hate threats and things of this nature. Now, a lot of that was was really, at least from what I can remember, that really wasn't talked about a whole lot in, in the news because our focus was who is going to pay for this monstrosity that occurred on this day in, in which thousands of Americans were lost. But I can understand the point that it took a national tragedy of that magnitude to unite us as one. That was the last time I could remember having an overall united sense of pride and unity in this country. Because back then, I didn't... I was one of many and many, shame, shamefully, that I did not take into consideration what the Muslim Americans were dealing with in the aftermath of the terrorist attacks on, on September 11th. But it would take a national tragedy of that magnitude to unite us. And let's... It's just, do does it really have to come to that? Does it have to come down? I mean, we are in a national tragedy now with 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 the coronavirus. My God, it, it's it's absolutely insane. It's insane, and you can make the argument that the numbers are being inflated and this that the other thing. It, it, look, I I can understand that that point of view, and you know, in some in most cases, I I I don't I don't have a way to argue with it. But somewhere in there, there's a bottom line. Somewhere in there, there is a a number that is still by any means deemed astronomical. In terms of people who got sick with this thing and who passed away. I realize in trying to make my point, I have splintered off into different things, but it comes down to this, folks. It comes down to how we treat each other. It comes down to how we react with one another, how we correspond with one another. We are not going to agree on everything all the time. That's just life. But it doesn't have to get to a point to where it is a source of, of worst case, violence and death. That's worst case. Somewhere in the middle, there's just as emotionally a damning situation going on to where people are being made to feel like they are not good enough. They are not pretty enough. They are not smart enough. They are not this, that, or the other thing. When at the end of the day, what really matters is what's in their heart. And as long as they are beautiful at heart, Anything else is is secondary. 
sadly, a lot of people miss out on wonderful people that walk among them in their lives because they don't take the time to get to know the person within. If you want change in this country, if you want change in this world, and we want to boost morale, we want to boost our unity, it's got to start with you and me. We are going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this with more of the Klaus of the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. A lot of us are thinking about ink therapy. You're thinking about maybe wanting a new tattoo. So why would you want to put one of the most personal choices that you will make for your body in the hands of somebody who's unlicensed, somebody who's unprofessional, somebody who's doing artwork out of somebody's dining room? You don't. You want to go to the professionals. And that's why I want to tell you today about Studio 42 tattoo. My friend Donnie Morrison and his entire staff are among the most talented and professional artists in the area. And I can attest from personal experience just how awesome these people are. So if you are in the market for a new tattoo, something that you want to get done, I would encourage you to check out Donnie and his entire staff. They are available online right now at Studio42Tattoo.com. Welcome back to the show. I certainly appreciate you sticking around. I realize that the first segment got a little bit off the rails there, but um, I certainly hope that you guys can appreciate where I'm coming from in in things like this and topics like that because something I'm very very passionate about as as you can tell um you know because I I just you know having people bullied and having people made made to feel like they are less than is something that I will never, ever be okay with. I, I, I just won't. And, and that, you know, I, I take that from the time, you know, I look back on my childhood and I look at the ways that I was treated and the way that, you know, I was bullied and things of this nature. And, and I just, I don't, I don't understand it and I don't condone it and I don't think it's right. And, um, which is going to kind of segue into this, this next piece of business here on the podcast, because there is something going on and it's not across the board, but I see it a lot. And I don't understand it. And as I try to dissect it, I often wonder if this particular piece of business I'm about to to 
to do a deep dive into is, you know, if it stems from everything that I talked about a little bit ago in how we are viewed and how we are perceived and the fact that we will go to great lengths for acceptance of some sort among our peers and among um, the opposite sex or whatever the case may be. Filters. Filters. And I don't mean, oh man, you should put a filter on your mouth. Or, oh man, you have no filter when you speak. You No, I'm not talking about that. And I'm not even necessarily talking about the goofy little, uh, little filters that are available on the Snapchat. You know, I did Snapchat for a while, you know, a few years back and... You know, so I'm familiar with it. I understand it. And they have some funny ones in there. And, I mean, you can look no further than last week during the presidential debate. uh, People were having a real good time in utilizing Snapchat filters to alter the faces and the presentations of the, uh, the candidates, the presidential candidates. And this is not going to become a political thing. Um, I'm not going to talk about politics or anything like that. But so, I mean, I understand where, you know, there is some good that comes from these filter things. It's a source of entertainment. It's a source of humor. It's a source of trying to make light out of a pretty significant circumstance, especially in terms of what we saw last week. I get that, you know, and some of them, you know, I, my friends in Fremont were, were having a ball with it because they, they, they posted, you know, screenshots of some of the, some of the filters that they utilized. And some of them were pretty damn funny. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, they have the different ones. They give you the different colored beards or they give you the little puppy dog ears or mouse whiskers or whatever the case is. You know, there's some funny ones in there and I can understand them. Here's my question. The ones that use filters to present themselves fundamentally on social media. The ones that, when utilized, they will actually alter how a person looks in real life. Why why is this becoming a constant thing? Why is it that people feel that they are not good enough or they don't look decent enough to the point to where every picture that they take, every picture that they post on social media, there's some sort of filter applied that alters how they look in real life. Why are we doing this? Are you doing this so that you are presented in a more quote-unquote favorable fashion? Because you feel like you're trying to compensate for a shortcoming or you're not exactly happy with how and what you look like. 
Because it goes back to what I just talked about. It goes back to being okay with who you are fundamentally as long as you are a decent person on the inside. If you are a good person with a good heart, it shouldn't matter what you look like. I have friends who are on dating sites. I have friends who... um you know, you when you when you go to their personal pages on Facebook or Twitter or something like this, you, you know, I see these people on a regular basis in real life, and the pictures that they post of themselves, these selfies and things of this nature, doesn't look like them. Their 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 whole presentation is altered, and I I can only attribute it to the fact that they are not happy with something about them to the point to where they will take a filter on their phone or a program or an app or something like that and and they will change their their presentation and I don't I don't understand it because anybody that looks at these pictures, especially for people that you know, and I'm sure you know people who, who do this on a regular basis. You know when you talk to somebody face-to-face -face on a regular basis what they look like. You have memorized their face. You have memorized their, their eyes. You have memorized what they look like as a person. And then when you go to their profiles and you see the new profile pictures and you see, I mean, you can tell, I mean, that is not what they look like in real life. Why are we doing this? It's to compensate for something. It's, you know, a lot of these filters I see, um, and I'm not trying to piss anybody off here, but I mean you are presenting a false narrative of who and what you are on the surface. And I don't get it. I don't get it. You can tell solely by looking in the eyes of a picture, whether it's been altered or not, because nobody's eyes, unless you have special contacts in, or something like this. Nobody's eyes sparkle the way that they do in some some of these pictures that I've seen. That's a dead giveaway. You don't you don't have the puppy dog sparkle eyes going on. So why are you presenting yourself like this? Why do you feel like you are not good enough based on what you look like in real life? Is it because you're trying to attract the attention of the opposite sex? And are you trying to make yourself feel better about what you look like? If you alter your presentation, you are altering yourself individually. And I've said it before. I said it earlier in the program. If people can't accept you for who and what you are fundamentally, they don't deserve your company. They don't deserve your existence. They don't deserve to have you in their lives. There's, I mean, 
we are, I mean, we are who we are. I just got done saying it. And I feel bad for people who feel like they have no other alternative but to do this, especially those who are on dating apps. Because what's going to happen is you are setting yourself up for for disappointment. You are setting yourself up for failure within the realm of this online dating thing. Now, full, full disclosure, I have never been on an online dating app, so I have no idea what all is entailed. I just go based on what I've been told, you know, from my friends who have incorporated this service, for the lack of a better term, if you want to call it that. But if 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 somebody goes to your dating profile and they see your profile picture that has been altered by some sort of filter that may make your face look thinner than what it may actually be, you're setting yourself up because when you go to meet that person in a face-to-face you know, situation, what do you think is going to happen? You're not going to get the kind of result that that you're looking for. The most the most beautiful people that I know are the ones who are comfortable in their own skin. The most beautiful people that I know are the ones who are pure of heart. The and if other people, if if people will determine whether or not they want anything to do with you based solely on what you look like and not who you are on the inside, you're setting yourself up for disappointment and in some cases outright failure in terms of this dating thing. It doesn't have to be like that. A meaningful relationship, a meaningful friendship will be based solely, and well, I mean it should be, it should be based solely on who you are fundamentally as a person. Because you can't filter who and what you are fundamentally. You can mask it. You, you can put up the walls and you can, you know, you can dictate how much of yourself you put out there, but at the end of the day, you are who you are. You are what you are. That does not change. And if that's something that is not good enough for anybody else, they don't deserve you. It's that simple. Just a couple of thoughts here, and we're going to take one more quick break, and we will be back to put a bow on this episode. We'll be back with more of the Klaus at Heart podcast right after this. Are you looking for a casual neighborhood hangout somewhere where you can just kind of relax after a long day at the office? My friends at Barley and Vine are now open for business and they have, in addition to locally sourced, locally crafted wine and beer, they have a tremendous menu, they have a tremendous array of entertainment options including classic board games, retro game consoles, a book sharing library. Now on Thursday nights they are incorporating trivia night and Fridays and Saturday nights they are bringing in 
very talented local musicians. So there's something for everybody. You can check them out at 1072 South Elms Road, Suite B. That is at the Elms Road Square between Calkins and Court. You, you can check them out at Barley and Vine on Facebook and Instagram or their website, barleyandvinemi.com. As we wrap up this week's episode of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, uh, there's another group of people that I'm going to address here. And um, it's along the same lines that we've been talking about here today. It's, It's about how we treat each other, how we correspond with one another, how you know, how we are deemed, how we are accepted, how we are looked upon, you know, and a lot of times it's one of those things where it's, you know, it's subjective. It's subjective because everybody has their own tastes, their own likes, their own dislikes. And a lot of times, you know, you're not going to find one entity or one person or, or anything like that. That's going to you know, generally check off all of the ideal boxes on this imaginary checklist that you may have in terms of who you like, who you don't, and things of this nature. I'm addressing a demographic of people in this last segment that really need to get a grip. And that is the... IWC. And for those of you who are not in the loop, who are not in the business, IWC is Internet Wrestling Community. Because these people, wrestling fans, pro wrestling fans, and I guess it can it can be attributed to sports in general. Um you know, real quick, I'll, I'll use this as an example. You know, football is 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 back, and the the NFL season is going on, and generally, not across the board, but generally, we all root for our hometown teams. If if the state in which we live has an NF, an NFL franchise, that's generally our number one team. That's our favorite team. That's the one we want to see win. That's the one that we support in one way, shape, or another. Um, now, for me, because I live in Michigan, the Detroit Lions is, um, you know, it's my home team. That is the team that I root for first and foremost. That is the team I want to see do good more than any other team in the league. But that is not across the board, and there are a lot of people who root for other teams for a number of reasons. Your favorite player may not play for Detroit, but they play for the Green Bay Packers. Or um, if a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback played football for the University of Michigan, they now play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you you are rooting for that person and in turn rooting for that team. But there are, there are going to be people on the other side of the spectrum that do, that do not root for that team. 
You see what I'm saying here? So, I mean, it's there. It's individualized as to who you root for and why. I have never been a Green Bay Packers fan. I have never been a Dallas Cowboys fan, and I never will. That's just that's just me, man. Um, it, you know, that's on on the football side of things. Now, self admittedly, I am a I am a big baseball fan. I love baseball. Uh, baseball is my favorite sport. The Detroit Tigers are my number one team. But I also, anybody who knows me, I also root and support and follow the Colorado Rockies and the Chicago Cubs. Uh, but if the Rockies were in town to play the Tigers, I'm obviously going to be rooting for the Tigers. If um, if Detroit is in Wrigley playing the Cubs, I'm going to root for the Tigers. Now, if one of the other teams are playing somebody else, we'll say like the Cubs are playing the St. Louis Cardinals, well, then I'm I'm going to be rooting for the Cubs. You know, I because that's just a team that I've adopted and I've supported and that's the way that it is. Now, wrestling, professional wrestling right now. Um in I mean you take you take the fact away that um you know with the era of covid and empty arenas or sp- sparsely attended live events um, you know, wrestling fans are very vocal and it is a very unique, um, a very unique demographic of people because we all have our favorites. We have the ones that we cheer for. We have the ones that we don't cheer for. We have promotions that we wholeheartedly support. We have promotions that we don't pay any attention to because they just don't generate that kind of interest. Right now in this day and age, you know, there are two major companies right now. You have World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE, and All Elite Wrestling, AEW. And ever since the the inception of AEW over a year ago, year and a half ago now, I guess at this point, you are starting to see some of the most vile behavior I have ever seen in my 30 plus years of being a wrestling fan. And I grew up in the golden era, the, the, the 80s boom. When, when territories were still a thing. Now it's come down to, you know, a handful of nationally known promotions. And at the top of, of that list is WWE and AEW. And you start to see these diehard AEW fans shit all over WWE and WWE fans, and WWE wrestlers, and WWE, you know, the, the creative, the Thunderdome, the, you know, there, there is so much negative, um, fanfare towards WWE right now because of the product that is presented to them. It can also be said the same way, hardcore WWE fans 
are laughing at AEW shows and AEW fans. Why? Why is that? Why do people feel the need to to start these threads on social media just for the sake of riling people up and publicly bashing them and condemning them based solely on what wrestler or what promotion they support. Professional wrestling is supposed to be our escape from reality. Professional wrestling, like any other sport or any other entertainment entity, is supposed to provide us that reprieve from everyday life and responsibilities and obligations. It's supposed to be our time to just have that suspension of disbelief. It's supposed to be fun. The men and women who who are employed by a professional wrestling promotion put their lives and their livelihoods on the line each and every time they step into a wrestling ring for the sake of our entertainment. Why can't we as fans just accept the fact that there is now more options for our entertainment? There are things about AEW that they are doing very well, but there are things that they are not. Same can be said for WWE. That's just the way it is. It all depends on what you like and what you want out of your particular brand of sports entertainment. Now, I've made no bones about the fact that I have been a lifelong WWE fan, and I always will. Because that is the promotion I grew up on. That is the, the promotion that I have, um, I've, I've dedicated a lifetime's worth of fanfare, money, support, and everything of the, of, of the like to that company. Now, I appreciate the fact that there is an alternative. I appreciate the fact that there is another option, not just for wrestling fans, but for professional wrestlers who may not make it in WWE for one reason or the other. They have an option now to still be gainfully employed on a national or in some cases a worldwide level because this is something that they want to do for a living. This is something that they are passionate about. And yeah, I could sit there and poke holes at WWE Creative. And I could poke holes and voice my my displeasure over some of the things that's being presented to me on a weekly basis on their on their television programs or their or their pay per views. But at the end of the day, I make I make the the conscious decision that I don't have to watch if it bothers me that much. But I also don't have to go on social media and, and, and condemn people who may not like what WWE is doing and they go on there and they just, they pretty much tell people that if you like WWE, you suck. Well, no, maybe you suck. Maybe you suck because you don't have the ability to just let people like what they want. See, there's this, there's this fascination, and you know, with with nostalgia as big as it is in this day and age, 
A lot of people will go back and reminisce about the Monday Night Wars that took place between WWE and what was WCW. Monday Night Raw versus Monday Nitro. That was the most intense and the most fun time to be a professional wrestling fan because you didn't know what to expect. You didn't know what wrestler was going to jump from one company to the next, who was going to show up on the opposite show from the from the product that they were on a couple of weeks prior. That time will never be duplicated ever again. It just won't. And even now, there's... There's this there's this push by the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community, to reinvent a war between two companies. At the at, in this case, it would be the Wednesday, the quote unquote Wednesday Night War between NXT, which is the third brand under the WWE umbrella. You got Raw, SmackDown, NXT. NXT goes head-to-head with AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. And the newer crop of wrestling fans try to reinvent the magic that was the Monday Night War. It's not going to happen. It just isn't. Because the dynamic is 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 different now than it was back in the 90s. Because in the 90s, we didn't have the social media presence that we do now. And the social media presence that we have now has, in a lot of ways, killed professional wrestling. And the way it's presented, and the way we view it, and the way we absorb it. It's just the way that it is. There's no, there's no reason why... We can't like both products. There's no reason why we can't support both products. And, I mean, it it does kind of suck that, you know, the two companies can't have their shows on separate days so that... Us wrestling fans who want to support both products don't have to choose between one over the other. But it is what it is. You know, and and a lot of that a lot of that can be placed solely on Vince McMahon and his his decision to take NXT off of the WWE network and you know, which is a streaming service, and put it on the USA network, which is on on basic cable. He didn't have to do that. He could have, he could, if he wanted to move NXT to the USA Network, he could have done it on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. It didn't have to be on, on a Wednesday. But it is what it is. You can place blame on what whatever you want. You can place blame on the writers. You can, you know, how, you know, whoever is in charge of producing the 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 product as it's presented to us each and every week but my god in heaven people get a goddamn grip get a grip with reality you want to like AEW like AEW that's fine but you don't have to condemn and bash and publicly humiliate WWE fans and the same goes the other way WWE fans do, don't have to go that route to condemn and to humiliate and to 
publicly bash AEW fans. We should all embrace the fact that we all have something that appeals to what we are looking for in our wrestling product. But it doesn't happen that way because they get behind the keyboards and they start, you know, typing out all this vile crap just for the sake of making themselves feel better. I don't even know what the logic is. You know, I I don't follow AEW nearly as close as I do WWE. But I am I'm also not not going to sit there and and condemn people if they do like AEW. One 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 of my closest friends, Chris Welch, huge AEW fan, and he was a WWE guy for a long time. And he and I have had conversations, and he goes to bat for AEW. And I don't necessarily agree with every single thing that he says, but I appreciate his input. I appreciate what he, where his loyalties lie. I appreciate the fact that at the end of the day, fundamentally, he's a pro wrestling fan. Why can't we just accept the fact that we're wrestling fans? Not WWE fan, not AEW fan, wrestling fans. Because wrestling fans, wrestling in general, in a lot of cases, has such a negative aura around them because it's fake. No, it's not. Predetermined, yes. Scripted to some degree. Fake, no. No. But wrestling fans as a whole get get cast in this less than intelligent light because we support something that isn't deemed real. Instead of, of being a faction, faction versus faction among under one umbrella of fandom, we should be we should be joining together as one solid unit. We stand up for the art of professional wrestling instead of going to social media and slamming and bashing and making people feel like shit based solely on who and what they support. And that kind of sums up this whole episode. Because we're all in this together. We're, we're all under, at the end of the day, we're all under one the, the same blue sky, man. Doesn't matter if you are in Fenton, Michigan, or if you are in Los Angeles, California. It doesn't matter if you are in Toronto, Canada, or Osaka, Japan. It doesn't matter if you are in Baghdad, I, Iraq, or if you are in Barcelona, Spain. We are all under the same blue sky. And we need to start treating each other with more acceptance, with more respect, and with more decency. With that, we are going to wrap up this week's episode, and I certainly appreciate you taking time out of your day to give the show a listen. 
Uh, there will be a new episode of the Klaus of the Heart show on YouTube that is going to drop on Thursday afternoon. Um, kind of a personal, um, very personal episode. Uh, I certainly encourage you to uh, to take some time and and give that a watch. I would certainly appreciate it. Uh, if you like what, what we're doing over there, hit the subscribe button. Get notified each and every time a new episode drops. And we will be back here for the for next week's Klaus to the Heart podcast. Uh, it will drop at midnight on Tuesday morning. And uh, about a half an hour later, it will show up on your Spotify feed. So with that, thank you for your continued support for your feedback, for everything. Because without you, there wouldn't be this. So be awesome to yourselves and to each other. And we will see you next week right here on the Klaus to the Heart podcast powered by Anchor.fm. <laughs>